talking on it And I'm probably drinking tea Shooting the breeze in the hope that you care Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me Hello Skelievers, non-Skelievers and soon-to-be Skelievers, or at least I hope so. Um, I'm Matt Skellington, this is Matt Skellington's Skelievers or Not. Thanks for downloading the podcast. This week's guest is comedian May Martin, who's just come back from Edinburgh, um, or at least, you know, depends where you're listening, what day it is, what date you are listening to this. But uh, this year, 2017, uh, May was nominated for Best Show up at Edinburgh. So I caught her a good time. She's just been doing a show at Soho Theatre. Um, she's got a book deal and she has a Channel 4 potential show in the making. So I think I, I plucked her at a good time. But I think she's great. She's very funny. She's very charming. And I have nothing but nice words to say about her. I want to take this opportunity to thank my producer, Ryan House because I got him in a spot of bother. Um, I'd forgotten to turn off airplane mode on my phone and I didn't tell May to turn it off either. So I kind of was getting the um, signal, the... Well, I mean, that sounds like Porky Pig. That's all, folks. Um, not not Porky Pig, but the signal was coming through and um, I thought I'd ruined the podcast. So I was, uh, I was, I was scared. I was scared. But uh, luckily, my boy Ryan Howes... Uh, went through it and managed to take out the majority of these sounds and save the podcast. So if you do hear a little... I mean, I don't think you will. I don't think you'll even notice it, but but that's what it is. So thank you, Ryan. Anyway, I'm babbling on. Um, if you're a sponsor and you're listening, listen, I'll do anything, okay? Corner shops, kebab shops, uh, hardware shops, pants, toothbrushes, dog collars, funeral homes, socks, fresh fish, yo-yos, fags. Booze, gambling, pharmaceutical, bin bags, bleach, sodas, any kind of sodas. Um, if any of uh, you guys are listening, then I will advertise whatever you've got for a small price. Um, anyway, I'm babbling on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is May Martin. Are you bad with your phone? Or are you addicted? I'm pretty bad. And you make excuses going, oh, I've got a, it's admin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have like a... Methodical process of Facebook, Insta, Gmail, e- yeah, Twitter, emails. Yeah, and all while you're still in bed. It's like you should get up first. If I, everyone's like, I'll oh, keep it in, in another room, but then I'm using it as an alarm clock. Is that an actual bit of. Everyone says that. Plug it in in another room, and then you don't get cancer. And the night before? Yeah. So it's just not next to your bed. It's true, that, actually, because you end up staying in bed for way longer, don't you? Yeah. I Especially because you've got Pornhub there as well, and you just oh, like. I can't get porn because I get. I have no Wi Fi. My Wi Fi doesn't reach my room, so I'm on 4G, and then it blocks those websites. So Are you on O2? Yeah. Same here. And they want me to put a credit, credit card, but I don't have a credit card. I have no. a debit card. Yeah. So then I find ways around it where I'm like Googling like erotic literature, but you have to find stuff that doesn't have anything uh, too rude in the title so they won't block it. So I have to Google like creative things like. Uh, cheerleader and coach discuss things and then like try and find something but it well, that's, that's quite sweet yeah in a way yeah it is pretty yeah I, I do I've done that same thing being in somewhere there's no Wi-Fi yeah so 3G same problem typing your oh, put in your credit card we'll deduct a pound but you'll get it back and then yeah like you said they don't accept debit card yeah so it's like if you can't oh if you've not got a credit card come into the store mm. And we'll do it. I'm like, I don't want to rock up into O2 and, and be like, oh, can you unlock my phone, please? I want to watch porn. And yeah, watch when I'm in a sad hotel. and uh... I end up through uh, Google Image. Oh, really? You can't. Just looking at pictures. So they... you're just doing Google Image search of just sex. Whatever it is, you know, it's like my fantasy. <laughs> you just bang it in there. And then they can't, for some reason, you can get. Just images. I don't think an image is enough to do it for me these days. Well, this is when I got really sad, when I, when I was really struggling. And I ended up... Um, you know, gifts. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. So, so just like... a gif of someone giving a blowjob or something. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is sad. <laughs> On loop as well. So it just, it never ended. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> and on, it never progresses. And no one ever comes. It's fucking sad, actually. Yeah. We've got so much in common. Yeah. Um, We're both on O2. <laughs> well, I realised last night. So I watched your show last night. Mm. Dope. Yeah. Which was brilliant, by Thanks. the way. You overran massively, and I didn't even realise. Yeah, 90 minutes I did. 90 minutes. It was meant to be 60, 
and also right before the show the staff at the venue were like you've been you've been overrunning like i did 75 the other night i was like i don't know why that's happening but trust me tonight i'm on it i'm just gonna and i don't know what happened i didn't add any material i think people were laughing more Maybe, yeah, maybe not used to that much laughter in between yeah. jokes. <laughs> because it was like, they were laughing at bits that I was, like, not punchlines. And it was, yeah. I was getting sus- suspicious. I was like, is, am I being punked? Like, the whole audience. No, was... it was funny because you said, um, it was just seeing your face when people would laugh. Yeah. And then you kind of look confused. And they go, <laughs> you guys are great, but I feel like you've been drugged. I think you you said. Yeah. You've all been spiked. Yeah, people were so nice. I had a lot of friends there last night. I think that helped. But it must have been happening... Surely in Edinburgh, because mm. you were nominated for Best Show. Yeah. So it must have been going pretty well up there as well. It went well. But that was weird because um, they announced the nominees and then there's these people who, like quite hardcore award fans who go and then see all the nominated shows and they're not necessarily my audience. So they would come with little notebooks and um, they're quite serious and because they, they, they want to see the nominated shows so those weren't after they announced the nominations then I think a lot of people have said this then the shows after that are quite weird because people are like oh, prove it let's see what were you adding things in after because when you got nominated did you still have a run yeah I still had a week left up there and were you add? did you add any extra bits in like referencing the yeah referencing or like maybe um, bits to help push you yeah uh Whoa! Oh. Who's this? Let's see. This is the. Okay, so it's a it's a brown box. Uh, it slid right open. Oh, god, is that tissue paper? I don't know what this is. Tissue paper. There's one bundle. Something. Okay, it's like a small cylindrical heavy object. Have I... you planned this? Is this a, is this no, a cell? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Feel it. It's heavy. Okay, so it's, it's. I think it might be a candle. One candle. Oh, it could be a candle. One candle. Would you order one candle online? Yep, looks like that's. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess I drunk. I drunk ordered a candle. <laughs> oh, I hate how it smells. It's um, eucalyptus and pine. It says. Can I have a whiff? Oh, actually, I don't, I don't mind that. Actually, do you think that'll bring bring all the boys to the yard? Do you want to light it? Yeah, I'll light it. Yeah. Do you have a lighter? Yeah, I've got um, my friend's, uh, my housemate Natalie's mother actually sent this lighter down to me. Oh no. Um, it has a weed leaf on it. Yeah, it's a marijuana themed lighter. That's hilarious. She knows I'm a fan of uh, crap yeah. weed memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, well your phone has the Rasta colours My on phone it. has, yes. I always forget about that and I was at a wedding this weekend and I was taking photographs of, um, it was my, my girlfriend's father was getting married and I was taking photographs of his family Oh wow! and uh, wondered why they were looking at the camera so weirdly <laughs> and it's because I have a, a big ganja leaf on the back of my phone and now I have a ganja lighter but she also bought me last Christmas or maybe two Christmases, Christmases ago she bought me um, a pair of Rasta slippers oh nice which were I've I mean, seen those like with dreadlocks on them yeah, 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 yeah. incredibly uh, I mean pretty racist yeah culturally inappropriate yeah because it's it's a Rastafarian man, and he's got dreadlocks and bloodshot eyes, yeah. and there's a spliff hanging out of his mouth. And Wait, this is your girlfriend's mum? This is my housemate, my fr- a friend, mom. yeah, my friend's mother, kind of, uh, actually no, it was two years ago, because this year she bought me some marijuana-themed boxer shorts. It's funny when people get stuck on something they think you're into, and then all yeah. their gifts are like that, and my parents, um, the stuff they get me for Christmas is like... Do you know me? They got like a teeth whitening kit. It's like, all right, I get it. Like, oh, wow. Um, yeah. Or I said I was into penguins one year, and then for about 10 years, I got penguins from one family friend. It's a nightmare. To do, uh, Louise, my girlfriend, did the same, but with pigs. Oh, she yeah. She mentioned it once and then forever got pigs. Yeah. I was well into Egypt at one point. <laughs> when you were uh, a kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. And my grandparents um, kept buying me Egypt stuff. For years. Yeah, yeah, until yeah, my yeah. brother was like, no, no, Matt's into wrestling now. Oh, so right, yeah. from that point on, it was WrestleMania pens. Do you like, I, I'm trying to get into wrestling, um, <laughs> trying to get into it. As, as, a, a, weird as thing a sport do, or as... Like, no, not doing it, but watching it. Spectre, yeah. Like age 30, I'm like, oh, maybe I should get into wrestling. Um, Colt Cabana, mm-hmm. I met him in Edinburgh. He's a wrestler and they were doing that show with comedians and wrestlers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, he was so good, like backflipping and yeah. I've not heard. I, I, there was definitely a stage that I, I mean, I knew it was all bullshit, but I think in terms of entertainment, it's great. It was great. It's like a soap opera. Oh, The Rock. The Rock was great. He knew what was cooking. Yeah, he, he had it down. What was that quote of like? I want you to take that sledgehammer, shine it up real nice, turn that son bitch sideways, and stick it straight up your candy ass. <laughs> and he always used to, because he, he, he always said it didn't matter. Yeah. And he always like, it doesn't matter what, and he'd, he'd ask someone a question and go, so what's your name? And they'd go, oh, my name. It doesn't matter what oh, you Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely killed it. We were saying earlier when... Oh, about Edinburgh. Yes. I want to go back to that as well, but just for a bit of knowledge of how me and you met mm, yeah i can remember oh let me can, think can you remember where we first met yeah definitely because i nearly got it wrong and then i thought oh no we i actually knew her before that oh we've okay. actually known each other quite a long time now i think one of the first gigs i did in england maybe and yeah. I, I think it might have been calm comedy is that correct that's right in hoxton yeah and uh you guys were doing yeah i remember you were all dressed in nice shirts yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 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 that's right. And you, we were in the green room, if you, I mean, if you can call it that. Yeah. And everyone was just a little bit nervous. So nervous. And I, I was doing musical comedies. So I had my guitar. Yeah. Super nervous. And then you guys did that gig a lot, though. We did that a few times together, right? Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was our first live gig in London. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and, that I, and I was there. I saw yeah. it. That's awesome. And I thought, oh, it's a, it's a twelve-year-old boy who's come to, but yeah, it was turns me. Out, <laughs> We're the same age. Yeah. And you're third. Oh, the exactly the same exactly age. Exactly the same age. We were born on the same day. But he gets weirder. Same year. Oh yeah, so exactly the same age. Yeah. I always say, um, "You're Dorian Gray, and I'm your painting." <laughs> That's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I look at you and go, "You're not third. I was looking last night, being like, "People must presume, like, oh, she's doing well for herself. She's, you know, what, 21, 22? <laughs> no way. Uh, I feel forty. I feel thanks, man. But you were premature, right? Yes. By four weeks. Yeah. I only knew this, or I remembered this when you mentioned it last night yeah. um, during your gig. So I texted my mum this morning because yeah. I was premature. No way. And I said, how long? And I was six weeks. I think I might have been six weeks. I think yeah. I say four weeks. I want you to double check. I want to double check because I feel what like... your planned birthday was, like what your yeah, exactly. birthday was meant to be. Yeah. So I feel like we were meant to be born, on the, we were always going to be... Born on the same day, yeah. Born on the same day. That's so crazy. Which is very weird. But then you got me thinking about... Maybe Prematurity I, and yeah, mm. I was funny because I text my mom saying how um, premature was I? Yeah, and she texts back saying "Ask Lou," as in my girlfriend. Oh, referencing that I prematurely ejaculate. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't I thought, get it. That's, oh, that's really funny. funny. But seriously, uh, but my brother was four weeks premature. <laughs> I was six weeks premature, and I thought, why did you guys want to get out so bad? Yeah. What were you trying to escape from? Uh, but then I started thinking about brain development and stuff yeah. and what you were talking about last night and I was kind of going... Like being in an incubator, I think, is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was wearing... Um, there's a photo of me when my mum had put me in doll's clothes. No, you were that like, small. tiny. Wow. Six weeks. It was yeah. like a month. Yeah, well, that's the crucial time when all your, all your brain chemistry is developing and you need to be bonding with your physically bonding with your parent but it's tricky if you're in an incubator oh god yeah yeah <laughs> this explains so much yeah this is why i hate my dad and want to fuck my mom yeah <laughs> that's not true anyway, <laughs> i don't hate my dad um but going, <laughs> going back to uh yeah your show so you found out that you were nominated yeah and you still had a week left yeah but yeah my point my question was did it change your show at all knowing that not really, not, yeah, not really. Although I would have, it was so exciting being nominated and then I would have, oh, it sounds like ungrateful, but I would have loved to have gone home then and left on a high nominated because okay, yeah. it's quite stressful after that. Like the judges come back and then the award ceremony is quite stressful and the audiences are a bit weird and, and stuff. But no, I had such a good time. I was in, I always do a free venue and hotter than the sun, like it's so hot in there. Mm. Somebody passed out this year. Oh, um, this woman everyone just stopped what, one of the audience yeah oh, no. so everyone had stopped laughing and then I thought I'd done something wrong I was like what is going on and then they said oh a woman's died and then basically she'd passed out at the back and then I said is there a doctor in the house I got to say that right sentence 
is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> and then there's like a long silence. And finally, this reluctant woman was like, yeah, I'm a doctor. Like reluctant about it. I was like, get into it. Go, go save a life. And then she went over and they like carried this woman out. She was t- just drunk and, and too overheated. But it was... Did you carry on? Yeah, I carried on. It was trippy. And I had a guy... This is the craziest thing that's ever happened in any show. Yeah. A guy smoked crack in the show. And right, no. he was in the third row and he kept chiming in but he was totally manageable and then right near the end of the show he was really quiet and i could see that he was just staring at the ground and then he pulled out a crack pipe and started smoking crack inside inside in the room and i didn't want to draw attention to it i just didn't i knew it'd be like chaotic if i did he seem like a man that would be smoking crack no. in the middle of the day no way he was an older man with a cane and uh yeah, I was really shocked. And, and the people around him could tell. <laughs> and it smelled like chemicals. And there's no ventilation in the room. And um, it was just what? near the end of the show. So I was like, I'll power through and get to the end of the show. But actually, that was the night that the judges were in. And um, so I'm like, maybe they just got high on crack. And we're like, this is the best show, <laughs> the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> maybe he was writing for The Guardian. Yeah, yeah. He was smoking crack. Isn't that weird? Is that the weirdest... Um... I presume it is the weird, the mm-hmm. maddest thing mm. that would. Um, have. I guess you guys don't get when you with sketch. You don't get people chiming in and heckling, do you? Or do you? No. If you do audience participation. Yeah, is the 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 good thing with sketch is you kind of closed off in that sense. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like that. I, I really enjoyed something that you did last night. Um, I I don't want to talk about your show too much. In the, if obviously people haven't seen it, I don't want to go for it. But if you don't mind me just referring yeah. to a few bits. There's a bit where you... I don't know if you just did this last night or this is something that you do regularly. Where you kind of came out of your performance yeah. to talk to the audience as you, almost, yeah, and not yeah. part of the show. Is that yeah. something that you do? Yeah, it's like right before I talk about the, the sort of dark stuff, I I started doing that because people were getting tense. And so, yeah. I, yeah, I've been doing that. I did that all through Edinburgh, breaking the, like, oh, it sounds wanky, but like the fourth wall yeah. or whatever and being like, just so everyone knows. No, I thought fine. it was... I thought it was a really good technique to do Thanks. that, to address the audience as yourself. It was kind of, it was like a cute thing to, to go, oh, look, this is, yeah. this is a show. We all know it's a show. As far as when you're doing stand-up, you want it to feel like the first night and that yeah. you're telling these stories for the first time, and that's part of the craft, I imagine, is being able to do that. Yeah, make moment. it seem fresh. And you also want to see, I mean, I am pretty much myself on stage, but a heightened version, but then... Yeah, it is nice to be like, oh, there's also another version of me that's aware that I'm doing this show. And I don't know. Yeah. How long did it, like, what's your process in coming up with the show? So you, you did... This one um, was two years. Two years for, for dope. Yeah, like I, every other year I do an improvised show in Edinburgh where people write down questions and then put them in a bucket and then I'm answering those. And then that gives me a sense of what people want to hear me talk about and what I want to talk about because you're just riffing. And you're recording all this, I imagine. I didn't actually. Oh really? But similar things start to come up again and again, and and then um, yeah, and then I previewed for a year, and then I did Melbourne, and I was so not ready. This is in April, yeah. And the show was meant to be ready, and it definitely wasn't. But it was useful to have Melbourne to work it out, and then yeah, so yeah, two years. Did you think this year, once you'd finished the show, I, and how did your previews? Were you were you feeling confident going up to Edinburgh after the previews? Yeah, yeah, I like doing it more than any show I've done, and it feels more honest. And like, I guess all my previous shows have been they're they've been super light, I think. And and then there's this whole aspect of my teens and stuff and of my personality that I think I haven't talked about, and mm-hmm. so it felt cathartic to talk about. Like I'm enjoying it way more. It feels way more honest and. I like it. A bit more therapeutic. Totally, yeah. So self-involved. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, because it's such an honest show about... It's about addiction, we should say. Oh, yeah, it's about... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's about addiction. It's called Dope. I think it's based on dopamine. Yeah. And then what I found interesting, because I I learned loads about you. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and I've known you for years, but a lot of my friends here. Yeah, you don't... Yeah. Um... You bring up, but I thought it's, it's interesting that because you've been gigging for like since literally since you were a child, yeah. Um, you got to go see the show, but the stuff that you're talking about as you as a child being a stand up comic is, yeah, when I was like 13, yeah, so embarrassing. The um, 
But oh, the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist break out. Yeah. I was in tears, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but you got to see it. Anyway, um, yeah, I, and I thought, oh, it's interesting that now, and maybe it is something about turning 30, you've decided to talk about all of that that you did as a child and the, your addictions that you had yeah. and stuff like that. Was there a point, you know, when, you, when you're coming up with the other shows, in my mind, the first thing I jumped to would probably be, oh, my life was mad when I was younger. I should talk about that. Right. Was it a conscious decision not to talk about that in your earlier shows? Yeah, I, th- I think it was still pretty raw. Like when I moved, I moved to England when I was 22 or something. And, and so it was still pretty recent, like rehab and, and my teens were so mad. And so, yeah, I didn't feel like I had the perspective on it to talk about it yet. And, and I didn't feel like a good enough comic to talk about dark stuff, but be in control of it and like mm. make people feel relaxed. And I've just been reading a lot about it, about brain chemistry and stuff and getting really interested in it. And then About rats. About rats and apples. Rats and, and apples. Experiments they did in the 70s. And it's so interesting. And, and it's also really new science. Like they're, they're still figuring it out. There's this guy called um, Dr. Gabor Mate. <laughs> He's, oh, yeah. How good is that name? He and sounds like an evil scientist. He is, and his voice is so like deep. And he what talks does he about, sound like? He's like... Um, yeah, it, wait, that didn't sound. He, I interviewed him, and he was. Oh he, really? Yeah, and he, he's my hero. It, like really great thinker, and he was like, you know, uh, instead of asking why the addiction, we should ask why the pain. Uh, and then he said to me, um, within minutes, he was like, "Tell me about your childhood." And he started like, it felt like that scene in Goodwill Hunting when they're like, when oh, it's, yeah. like it's, not, it's your not your fault." Yeah, that's what it was like. I was like. Ugh. Flipped it right on you. Yeah. Was, was this for research then for your show? Yeah, for the radio, I just did a radio series about addiction that comes out in November. So it was, it was for that. And actually, there's clips of the interview in that. But he's so his, yeah. This one guy's writing just changed my whole opinion on my on myself. It's so interesting. You got to read it. And he talks a lot about capitalism too, and like how uh, I'm not going to express it right. How yeah. capitalism wants to keep us addicts, like addicted to buying like, things under control and, type thing yeah and it yeah. keeps us anxious and constantly wanting more and feeling unsatisfied because that makes us spend money and and you know what i mean there's a part of me like that i want to keep a certain naivety in it and it's pathetic really it's that kind of the more you know the the worse life the shitter life is I know. was a part of you looking into that going i don't know if i want to know about all this because then i start thinking about myself and what i am and, and then you start really breaking yourself down yeah. Or, or is it actually quite therapeutic by the end and, you, and you're kind of going, oh, that's cool. At least now I know what's wrong with me. Or yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with you. No, no. Like, I, I, I think I'm, I don't want to, like, it freaks me out thinking about capitalism and, mm. th- and I mean, we're living in a nightmare. Is that true? Like, what, like I couldn't watch that movie Hypernormalization or whatever. I couldn't. Mm. It's just too much because then you're seeing it everywhere. But in terms of my own self I want to know as much as possible I want to understand my patterns and stuff and so it was huge being like because I talk in the show about addictive behavior and I really always just thought that was about drugs and alcohol but then being like oh that also applies to other areas of my life where I can get really obsessive and yeah yeah interesting well I started questioning myself last night as I was watching your show going oh that the shrimp analogy yeah were Um, you ever like a super fan of something in your childhood I just realized that, yeah, I, it was the brief, I think what I have is like brief intensities of certain things. Yeah. Like my earliest memory of it, I think, would be certain shows. I started watching um, The Young Ones. My mom got a <laughs> box set, VHS, remember the VHS box mm, sets, which yeah. would like take up a whole cabinet yeah. of uh, The Young Ones. And I was, I was like, I, I think, yeah, but I, I see it as like a, it was like an uncomfortable obsession. Yeah where I'd seen them all, and I'd want to watch them again and again and again. And you thought about them all the time. And yeah, yeah, and I'd be at my dad's going, we'd be watching something, I'd be thinking, we might as well be watching the young ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I became obsessed with their environment and their house, like yeah. all the little bits, the, their outside of the house, and yeah. what it looked like, and where that could be. I don't know. No, totally, yeah. But I've often had these... Brief. Brief. Like at the moment, it's um, virtual reality. Oh, do you have it at home? No. You've got to get it. No, actually, have don't. You got one? No, a Birdie Peak does. Uh, does it? Yeah, of course he actually, does. Matt, don't get it because you'll. It's the end, isn't it? Yeah, you'll live inside it. It's so crazy. 
the zombie ones where you've and it feels so your body doesn't know that you're not yeah. about to get murdered by a zombie so you're I mean I'm terrified of it I just think it's I mean I sound like such a loser but the exciting because not only so in terms of gameplay I played Batman the other day on it yeah this, um, there's a bar oh, yeah, Arkham. yeah 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 and it's you creepy. put it on the bat suit and I'm like oh my god this is yeah, it yeah, yeah. this is it would, would you be into virtual reality sex yeah, probably. I mean, I wouldn't be against... I'm more, like, interested in just trying. Yeah. And just being like, is this... But my fear is, once you're locked in with the headset and the earphones on, and then you're in a room... You're so vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I, I get paranoid so that someone walked in. if you're there with in, a boner, yeah, that would be bad. That would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then your mum walks in to drop you some tea off. Not that I live with my mum, but... Um, <laughs> but also, like, the health benefits of VR, like, people who suffer from oh, Alzheimer's yeah. and stuff and people in all people's homes you know just popping a headset on them and just going yeah. oh now you're in the middle of a forest it's pretty amazing like that yeah. the health benefits yeah and like um so what if people in, in old folks homes and they you could put them back in the 1940s or when they were a teenager and they're yeah and they're walking around their street and their house and they're you could do crazy stuff yeah that's mad it's yeah. like the matrix yeah it's coming i just heard something Maybe, the, I mean, this is totally, I have no, like, fact check this, because it's probably made up, but uh, someone said that, so for most people, that initial dopamine high that you get when you fall in love with someone, that fades after two years, I think, mm. and then it's, and then it levels out, and it's a different kind of love, but for, like, one in ten people, that never fades, and so you can stay, like, madly in love with someone forever, and I swear my parents have that, they're, like, madly in love, like, I mean constantly talking about their sex life like really, really into each other yeah like so into each other so you think they both got it maybe yeah or, but maybe i'm wondering if i have it because i no maybe not i mean but it's a lovely thought wouldn't that be nice but if it, it never know, or would it be exhausting i think it would be exhausting it'd drive you insane yeah like my parents are never apart my dad works from home and always has and same with my mom so they spend every day together all day and uh constantly talking every day they play like four hours of board games together they and i was just went on holiday with them and my dad went upstairs he was gone for like 10 minutes and then he came back downstairs my mom's like how are you james she's like i missed you and he's like madly in love with you that's what his response was it's like it's quite codependent and intense but you know they're enjoying it but is that something that you strive for would you I'm trying to adjust my yeah definitely I've, I've wanted that like intense romance and, yeah. and stuff but I don't know I, you know Sometimes I'm I think, a little more cynical now I think yeah I think a bit of cynicalic cynicality yeah cynicism cynicism yeah, yeah. That's, the word, that's the word I'm looking for you've, you've wrong-donged it for me uh, yeah, yeah. In, in real time um, it's good to a degree because yeah. it keeps you a little safer I think some people get too obsessed with this idea of you know, and, yeah. it, and it, it's understandable because of all the films and yeah. stuff that's coming, and, and the love songs and oh going. God has drilled into us that we there's one person for us. Yeah, and you got to make it work against all odds, and and then you yeah. start going, hold on, statistically that is bullshit. Yeah, and it keeps not working. <laughs> then with different people, so you're like. But then, can you imagine your parents being any more in love with someone else? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are the. Maybe they're the exception, yeah. And Wendy, you talk about a lot, in, yeah. Wendy, in, in a lot of your shows, and even I cheer now when I hear. Yeah, my mum, yeah. Was that, did that slip into when you started doing stand-up? Is it just one of them things that it's just like, oh, this is actually quite a funny thing that's happening, it just so happens to my mum, again. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah, and I think I like doing her voice and... Her voice is hilarious. I like saying, I mean, people, I like specificity in, in comedy and whenever... Like the more specific you get, so I think people like knowing her name and hearing, yeah, <laughs> hearing about Wendy. But um, yeah. What does she think about it? She's not in this show as much. Like she just mm. appears at the beginning, but the last show she was in it a lot more. She doesn't. Uh, I don't think she's thrilled about it to be honest. I really? She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't. They don't see me live. I, combination of I don't want them to, and they mm. don't. They're too nervous to come. But um, yeah, I think she gets that all comics have to have like. You have to have intellectual ownership over yeah. your your childhood and your life, and you got to talk about your parents. But the the one that stuck with me that I um, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. About my dad's dick. 
but he does dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Are you, were you not? Oh, I thought that for sure would be the one. Which one was the dad's dick I have one? I a story about my brother biting my dad's dick when he was a toddler. <laughs> my brother was a toddler, and he just... <laughs> I thought for sure that... Um, no, I, that's the first time I heard... I, I think I've missed that at some point. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was it was it, um, was it a vicious attack? Was it a perp- was it a vindictive attack? He's dad's ta- he was like toddling around. My dad was naked. My dad was always naked, like real nudist. And my brother yeah. was so young, like eighteen months old. And he just walked under the table, and I guess he saw this thing, and he he bit the tip of my dad's dick as hard <gasps> as he my could. My God! My dad just instinctively like threw him across the room because he didn't know what it was. Like he thought it was he'd been attacked. So yeah, crazy. I have stand-up about it anyway. I'm not telling... I mean, it sounds horrific, but I swear I make it funny. Yeah, no, I... um, (laughs) God, that sounds horrendous. But that's the one that most men are like, I can't stop thinking about that. Did he have to be hospitalised or anything? No, there was definitely blood, though. Oh, my God. Um, No, it wasn't that one. Uh, It was a little... (laughs) (laughs) Now you've said that one, huh? No, it's the... It's the... um, When you ask your mum if you... if If she would play Jumanji... Oh yeah, and I forgot about that. That's my one of my favorite bits. And she's like really debating it, and then it turns out she thinks I'm talking about Jenga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I want to write that down and yeah, bring take, it bring it back. Take the pen. Yeah, that's the one that I I've actually quoted. You know, with with your name attached. I've not just said it myself. But, nice. Um, because you actually speaking of talking about moms, my what's first, your mom's name? Tina. Tina. Yeah. Tina Tully, I call her Tina as well, which is, um, but she's on Facebook and she's quite prolific on Facebook. Oh, right. <laughs> so all my friends know her and like, how's Has, team? How's team doing? Did um, she comment on all your... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> she, um, she's very funny as well. Well, that's so funny that she made the premature ejaculation joke. Yeah. Yeah. My parents don't, my parents don't text. They don't own cell phones or mobile phones, so I, I don't have this constant stream of uh, content coming from them. I wish they would, because I bet they'd say some funny stuff. Oh, you'd have loads of material from Wendy. Yeah, they don't have phones. You're going to have to get her a phone. I know. Well, I did, um, first five-minute stand-up I did was at your show. Oh, you, yeah. You oh, my God, it was so funny. That's gave about your first. What it, was it about when your mom was dating this guy, and then you left? Oh my god! Yeah, the, uh, it was so good. It was. Um, what is that story? Yeah, I was just a weird kid, and I was obsessed with my mom. Yeah. And when she started seeing this other guy, I was just. How old were you? Twenty. No. <laughs> I was. I must have been like four or five. Yeah. Like around that age, but it went on for a bit. Yeah. And I just got insanely jealous. I think that that the, the first kind of, and I felt that since in relationships yeah my first like taste of were just you... uncontrollable jealousy yeah where you feel like your sense of self is being threatened you're like yeah so wasn't it because they had a bath together and you're like that's our thing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like yeah i was um we used to have baths together and then when when i knew that they were in the bath together yeah i would, I would pace <laughs> up and down outside the door oh um, no but it's when i found the i found a condom in <laughs> in my mom's room and I was just heartbroken and I was thinking you know I must have you must have known I must have known was, so yeah. I think by this point I was probably around six or seven like oh my god it was still pretty weird you know what I mean <laughs> and I I didn't say anything I just put it neatly on a pillow and I describe it in the stand of like um like a chocolate on your hotel pillow you left it for her to find I, I put the not only that though I put the uh condom on the pillow and then I, I wrote a note next to it saying how could you oh my god that's <laughs> with so... an arrow pointing to the condom and just like just walked away and just didn't mention it as if she oh was going to find god. it and go yeah he's got a point you know oh how, how could god. I so did she speak to you about it yeah she was like you need to chill she yeah yeah and I suppose for a time that's quite it's probably an embarrassing thing I had yeah. but to talk about it was it's probably the best five minutes I've done. It is the best. It was so good. And also that you were like, this is, it was your first set and it was so revealing and specific and personal. I loved it. Yeah. Because yeah. then I took that to Cavendish Arms. Yeah. And I was nervous. So I drank too much before I went on stage yeah. and I told the same story and I was, it just went down so well. And then after that, I was concerned that can I only nail it when I'm pissed? And I, right. did, I didn't want to go down. 
yeah, that yeah, route yeah. and end up like Johnny Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I always say it's such a great opportunity because it's such a lovely night that night that you... It's nice. Do, do you still do the night at the Camden Head? I'm, I'm doing it in October, so... Yeah, I host it and then people always do brand new material. So you get a real mix of like people doing stuff for the first time and then like sort of good old school people but doing brand new stuff. And mm. I try to get people to improvise and do like go out of their comfort zone. But it's just a, such a nice audience too. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, I never know about that, about drinking before. I'm, I'm really on the fence about it sometimes. Have you done it? Have you gone on? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think I've had Edinburgh's where I've, been drinking every day for sure yeah not i mean not getting drunk but having one or two before every show but and then i've done shows drunk or totally so i I really i think you just get in your head about it and you think oh this is the formula for me to be the best i need to have one whiskey and then a diet coke and then a and it's like no you you can mix it up and it's dangerous a dangerous ritual yeah 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 yeah. because i've often thought about like imagine going on stoned you oh my god that? I know I well in my teens yeah yeah I oh, yeah I did one gig in my teens I mean this I'm I don't do drugs anymore yeah. but I uh in my teens went on high I think I was on coke and everyone it was silent and then afterwards I was like god I bombed and everyone was like you were talking so fast that it was like <laughs> nonsense like we couldn't understand anything you were saying so then I in your head it was the best game in my head ever. yeah yeah <laughs> horrible oh god yeah I regret a lot of that but I know people who do big gigs stoned in America mm. right everyone smokes weed yeah and American stand-ups are so brave and um, yeah the idea of it because sometimes some of my best kind of social gatherings and I've been a bit baked and we've just gone on a a uh, tangent or something a tangent and yeah and you're and, funny and, and it's funny and... as funny as fuck yeah and then it crosses, you go, oh, you know, I wonder if I just smoked a bit of weed before I went on stage, I could get this kind of same atmosphere. And, yeah. And then I just think, no, because when I'm just sat in the audience, even watching a stand-up, the idea of the paranoia would just get to me. Totally, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, and you've got to be in control, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's, probably not a, there's probably not a good drug to be on. On stage, yeah. On stage. I don't think, well, it depends. I mean, maybe if you're doing crazy, crazy shit, but I think I'm... I'm doing, I'm just telling such personal stories. It'd be, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially for your new show, it'd be pretty weird. It'd if be you pretty like, weird if I'm talking about how. I've, I've just relapsed to do a show <laughs> about how I used to. Yeah. So you've got, um, you're writing a book, I believe. Is this yeah. true? And I'm allowed to talk about it because I've read it in, in The Guardian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Guardian love my mind, don't they? I'm having a couple of nice things from The Guardian, yeah, in the last few months. Um, I'm writing a book for teens. So it's for. It's, for, it's tricky because it's aged 14 to 24. And mm. I feel like that's... I mean, 14-year-olds, I'm babysitting. And 24-year-olds, I could date. So it's like, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what that age bracket is. But um, it's about, like... It's about sexuality and how, like, maybe we're moving towards a place where we don't have to label it. And we, and we, it, we can... It's more fluid and we don't mm. have to identify in any way. So it's kind of a... It's tricky because... We're really far from being there, and we're, it's, we're still in a time, I think, where it's so important for people to, like, come out and be, like, I'm gay, and, because you can still, you know, go to jail for that in so many countries, so it's still <laughs> crucial, but I really do hope in the future there's no such thing as gay, you just date whoever you want, and it's like... So how, how is the book um, sold in its, in its uh, genre, I suppose? Is it... It's like is it a telling of memoir and so it's like my last show so it's stories from my childhood about all related to like gender and sexuality and then um mixed with like social commentary so i, I get into like the history of labeling sexuality and where that came from because this is like pretty recent only 200 years old mm. like putting a label on it and then i talk about ancient cultures that had like different attitudes to it and stuff it's been interesting but uh man i need to write it it's on sale on amazon and i haven't i mean i'm far from finishing so there's like release date this day You've yeah actually got a release date. people are pre-ordering it i'm so stressed like oh, man. i'm way behind have you got the thing where you can see how many people have no oh that's dangerous. is that on to. amazon is that a button apparently if you well if you're the author you have like maybe it's a different account that you, it's a different account yeah you can see shit um so your publicist yeah, should they, be able, they should be able to see how sales are doing. Oh my god, <clears throat> I don't want to know. 
<laughs> I think my parents are going to write a foreword for it. So Wendy will be <laughs> chiming in. And my dad. <laughs> well, that's a nice thing to do. And, yeah. and um, am I right in thinking that you're doing something for Channel 4? Have you got... Yeah, I'm doing like a pilot taster. So it's... I don't think it'll even air. It's just like yeah, yeah. a 15, 20 minute thing. Uh, and how much can, can you talk about that at all? Or is that... Yeah, it's about... I play myself... And it's about a relationship, really. And and um, my character is struggling with sobriety. And then the GF character, uh, the girlfriend's like struggling with sort of telling her friends about dating a girl. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's but a... it's it's a lot about Narcotics Anonymous, too. I, I, some, I sometimes go to these meetings and um, I find them really interesting. So that's a big aspect of it, too. Like. Mm having a it's a lot about her relationship with her sponsor and uh, but it's tricky playing like so I've written it and then we're now auditioning people for it so I'm reading the lines out loud for the first time and like I don't know if I can act and I really don't know I watched a tape back the other day and was like well well, that's it's touch and go well playing yourself is hard because you're like what's funny about me I could do a big character but like I guess I just need to tap into what I'm like when I do stand-up, I guess. Yeah. It's tricky. I don't know. It, it feels quite uh, revealing. And I'm auditioning, like, actual actors. So it's yeah. very glaringly obvious that I, like, have no... I was watching back an audition tape, and um, my head never stops moving. Like, I guess you just learn when you're acting to stay still and, like, make eye contact. But I'm just, like, a bobblehead. My head's, like, jittering around. So it's helpful. I like that. I like that about you. Yeah, you, I like watching the tape. animated... Even on stage, you've got quite an animated um, presence. I do move around a lot. I, yeah, I jitter around. <laughs> you said you were quite gangly at school. Oh, yeah, gangly. Yeah. Did, did you feel gross when you were a kid, or did you feel quite confident? I felt fucking awesome, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Just in your body and well, I just relaxed? Had a, I had a big dick from a young age, so I... Yeah. <laughs> no, I... Um, what about your I memory? I never thought about it. I've seen I, a I, picture I, I of you never... on Facebook from your teens, I think. You're mm. like classic teenage boy, like... Um, I feel like I've seen you in a bucket hat and like maybe yeah. Canada, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a young kid, I well, I look like eleven from Stranger Things. Oh um, yeah. When I was like ten, when I had shaved head, and mm. I was quite a pretty boy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, or cute. Yeah, I can imagine you being quite thoughtful and intense. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I never really. People talk about they talk about school. Maybe I just maybe I'm a loser, but I didn't mind school. Like I feel yeah. like I needed. You hear these stories going, I dropped out of school, I thought I thought school was shit and I was too busy at home. Yeah. Wag- wagging it, as we call in... Um, What's you know, wagging it? Wagging it. Um, so like, No, no. <laughs> what do you say? Wanking? Yeah. No, no, no. Just not going into school. Oh, right. So you're like, are you going to wag? Are you going to uh, wag it? Got it, got it. Got so it. I suppose truancy. Yeah. Is, did, you have, did you have a slang term for not going into school? Um, like, yeah, skip it. Well, hey, is anybody it. a boot? Do you want to yeah. skip cool. it? <laughs> skip the igloos? Uh, it was, yeah, just like, yeah, let's skip. Yeah. yeah. No, but I never, this is the thing, I, I enjoyed science. Really? Um, yeah, I love science. Um, did you have a good social group? Yeah, I did, yeah, but this was, so sometimes I go to science club. Oh, no. Which, um... No, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for... <laughs> Oh, oh, round two. <laughs> this is like a fun game. It is, yeah. This, this is what my podcast is about. Now this is the spin. Not as exciting. That was ex- ex- not as exciting. So this guy's doing clearing out gutters, but I kind of, maybe I'm too suspicious, but there's been a bunch of robberies on the street, like people breaking in. And so I feel like he's casing the joint. I feel yeah, like maybe. he wants to see if people are at home during the day because actually our neighbours got robbed during the day. But I'm not being funny, mate. This leaflet that you've handed me here, yeah, that's gloss and colour. Yeah, you're right. He wouldn't go to that trouble. If he was... That's costing you a few bob. Yeah, you're right. That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's a real leaflet, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> but I quite enjoyed school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You enjoyed school, yeah. No, I, I got... Um... <laughs> I struggled a bit at maths and um, so I worked harder and I scraped to see and I cried when I got my GCSE results. My mum was like over the phone because I'd gone down to Newquay yeah. with my brother and she says you got two A's in science. I was like okay yeah. And she goes you got a C in maths and I cried with joy. With joy at the C? Yeah. That's nice yeah.
So if you weren't doing comedy then, what do you, I mean, it's a classic question. I'm going to straight up ask it. What do you think you'd be doing? Did, like, did you have like a crossroads where you went, right, I'm either going to do this? Well, I went to massage, <coughs> massage therapy school. My mum was like, I'll pay for it if you go to massage school. So I, she said, I'll pay for it if I had two options. So I'll only pay for post-secondary education. This is like, I'd already been out of school for years and I was about 20. And she said, you can do massage therapy or private detective school. Private detective school. Yeah, and I was like, I'd quite like to go to uni and just do a normal degree. And she was like, no. Um, That's so weird, because at school, uh, be giving out massages. Yeah. And for some reason. And I think it stems back from I used to uh, weirdly like massage my brother. Yeah. When we were kids. Yeah, yeah. We used I, to massage each other. Yeah. Which, not in like a weird way. Yeah. We would have his clothes on. Yeah. But... And I kept doing it, and then it would be like, oh, give us a massage, give us a massage. And then I kind of started thinking, oh, maybe I... I regret doing school for... Oh, actually, it was nice because you got massaged every day. Yeah. But also, I I got, like, repetitive strain on my wrist, and I didn't like it. And people were gross. All the men had ponytails, and... Yeah. It was, like, a pretty weird crew at massage school, but... um, Yeah, but I don't mind giving massages. I love receiving them as well. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I got one for my 30th. Yeah, me too. Did you? (laughs) yeah, yeah. It was a full body and then half an hour facial. Oh, whoa. Yeah. How good is that? You go to like a different place. I, I don't see a therapist. Maybe I should, but I do get a massage like every three or four weeks. And I think it's the same thing. I honestly, yeah. I, I think it keeps me. I'm well into, I'm obsessed with watching how people have their backs cracked on. Yeah. You know, with the, they've got YouTube compilations. Oh, they do? Um, oh, man. I'm doing that today then. Like. Yeah. People come in that can't walk or their shoulders are up like that and this guy just bends them around and just like... I want it. Have you had that done? No. I want I'm to desperate go. to have it done. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I've seen a man do it on a horse. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be conning the farmer out of money, but he was... Um, cracking the horse? Cracking that horse's back and shit. Did the horse like it? Yeah, he was fine. He was just stood there and he's going, I just uh, found the uh, lower lower disc of the left uh, <laughs> side here and just give that little... Oh my god! Yeah. Whoa, where is he from? Keeping his horse in uh, in good nick. That's cool. Which is cray cray. So May to conclude. Yeah. How do you think this candle smells? By the way. I've got used. I've got used yeah. to the smell now. I can't smell. I'm glad it. you've had it lit though. Yeah. I feel like you've ordered it specifically for this um, conversation. <laughs> it seems like I did. Yeah. Because I don't think I've known anybody that's ever ordered a. One, one single cam- candle. I and mean, I timed it so it would arrive right when you got here. Yeah, the, the, the petrol that he's had to drive around his car with that, the, the box that it came oh in, God. the wages of that person that yeah. um, for a candle. I mean, how, how do you feel I on feel, reflection? Now that you've put it that way, yeah, I feel like a, a beast and I feel terrible, but it's pretty, pretty lovely. It's a lovely candle, yeah. but what kind of search were you on when you were maybe a bit pissed to go, I'm going to order a fucking candle? I think it was being like, how do I... I mean, isn't everything we do motivated by like, how am I going to be more attractive to people? How am I going to get more people into my bedroom? Mm. So I think I was like, put a nice candle if people in the room. No. People know about this candle, so get it out, get the word out on the podcast. Um, Yeah, no, uh, May has a eucalyptus and pine scented candle. Yeah, (laughs) just the one. And I suppose it's, is it little things like this that make you happy? What makes you happy now? Yeah, candles, um, good food, Mm -hmm. um, you know when, you know when it's like, you're meant to make a wish at 11.11? If you, if you look at your clock and you see 11.11, that's lucky and you make a wish. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So anytime I, I'm in a situation like that where I have to make a wish, I always wish for um, that I just want to like laugh hysterically. You know when you're a teenager and you get that hysterical laughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hard to get that as an adult where you're like aching and you have that almost like panic where you're like, I'm never going to stop laughing. Yeah. That's all I want in my life. And so I always wish for that. Like, so I don't care how I get it, but I just want to laugh with my friends. Yeah. Well, one day you could end up in a home where you're... Uh, in a virtual reality. In a, <laughs> in a cycle of continual laughter. Well, it's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, you too. Your show at Soho <coughs> Theatre, when when, how long does your run last? I'm just going till the end of this week, but then 
I've just You're added an extra week in February uh, in the main space in Soho Theatre, so that would be a good thing. Too. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then October, I'm on tour, and November. Yeah. And can you get this? You, uh, we, we've got a May Martin website, right? Yeah. Check it out for tour dates. Maymartin.net. Are you doing Lincoln at all? The engine shed? No, I can't remember. You don't know where you're touring? No. You know Hull? I know Hull, like all the big ones, Manchester, Brighton, Oxford. You're doing Sheffield? Leicester. No, doing Leeds. Oh, okay. Uh, Birmingham, I think. Um, York. So, UK tour? Yeah. With May Martin. But it's just me on my own, staying in Ibis Hotels. Like, I, yeah, I'm and getting on the train, so I hope it's fun. I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, but you could do with a little buddy. I'm trying to get friends to tag along, yeah. But it's a big ask. Come yeah. to Hull with me. Maybe I'll... Um... Do you drive? No. Damn. Failed with flying colours. I don't know anyone who drives. You're gonna be, I was just going to drive you around the UK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I could drive and I was being paid, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be so fun. Get a chauffeur. Yeah, get an Uber the whole way. <sighs> Not anymore, mate. I know. Not in London. I know. I don't know what how I'm meant to feel about that. I'm... I'm stressed. You can just go for another another company. Yeah, a different app. Pay a bit more and then the, the workers are getting a bit of extra cash as well. Yeah, that's true. So you can sleep at night. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank you for coming over. It's been a pleasure. <clears throat> and it, everyone should see the show. Good yeah. luck with your podcast. Thank you. So there you go. That was May Martin. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you do like the cut of her jib, then why not go and see her live? Uh, she's going all around the UK. I'll leave a link below so you can click and buy a couple of tickets. But if you do go to one of her gigs, can you please just not take the crack pipe? Um, it's very off-putting for the performer, and it's it's quite irresponsible, to be honest. I don't want to be the guy, you know, I don't want to be granddad or whatever, but um, just please don't smoke crack in comedy clubs. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please subscribe and you can leave a review. Or even give me a five-star rating if you're really feeling good today. Uh, try and do that mainly through your podcast app, not so much SoundCloud. I can tell you that my guest next week will be the lovely Rebecca Lucy Taylor from the band Slow Club. Uh, May Martin actually compared for Slow Club on one of their tours recently, so there's a, there's a connection there. No need to tell you that, but hello, zeitgeist. Rebecca has just recently released her solo project, Self Esteem, and she will be talking about that as well as growing up near Rotherham. If you're on Twitter and you can be bothered, then why not at Matt Skillington and follow? Or if you're interested in checking out some sketches that I do with my comedy group Seldom Differ, then check out seldomdiffer.co.uk. I would like to leave you with this question Do you scaleve in life after love? Scalieve it or not, I've just talked on air And I've probably drunk my tea I've chatted the breeze in my hope that you cared Who could it have been? Scalieve it or not, it was just me Thank you ladies and gentlemen, good night! <laughs> <laughs>